Welcome to Quality Living Made Simple. This is a podcast to help you create and maintain a quality life. We can do this by implementing simple tips, tools, and ideas. You can find out more at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. Now, here's your host, Joshua Rivers. All right, welcome back to the Quality Living Made Simple podcast. This is episode number 47. So definitely excited today. I have an interview with Dave um, Arnold. He was with us back in episode 35. And in that episode, he was talking about a previous book that he wrote called Pilgrims of the Alley. And so talking about displacement and some similar concepts there. And so definitely enjoyed that book and being able to talk to him then. Uh, He's since then has written another book. That is called, um, It's Possible, How to Thrive, Not Just Survive. And so I'm definitely excited to be able to share this book. And so I've been able to read through it, actually read through it twice. Um, And so I definitely love the concepts here. And so it kind of touches on some of the things that we've talked about here recently. Talking about purpose and some dedication, intentionality. Talking about uh, being able to overcome obstacles. And so that's kind of the concepts that he has there and so too many times we in our life we tend to get complacent we tend to get stuck in our ways and we just can't seem to break free of that and so he addresses that in the book and how to be able to push past that into being able to thrive be able to flourish being able to grow and so i would definitely recommend being able to get this book um, after the or at the end of the episode, he tells you how you can be able to get that, and so uh, definitely looking forward to being able to do that. He also is offering some bonuses, and so you want to be able to stay tuned for that as well at the end of the interview, and he lets you know what you can be able to do to get those bonuses. And so, and of course, there's going to be links to all these things that we talk to or talk about, excuse me, um, in the episode in the interview. Before we do that, though, I did want to have a plug for this week, and I've been meaning to plug it for a while. I just kind of keep pushing it back in my mind and um, don't think about it at the time. But one thing I wanted to promote was a website called Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. So some of you may already be familiar with it, but um, if you are not familiar Um, It is a great website that lets you be able to go and look for services that people offer starting at $5. And so um, I've used Fiverr many times um, over the last year. And so I've been able to get some podcast art. I've gotten book covers. I've gotten some trans transition from a Word document to a Kindle format. I've... Uh, had a thing where um, it was transcribed. I got some voiceover work. And so they have a lot of different things that are on Fiverr. And so if you're looking for any of those type of services or maybe you're just curious, head over to Fiverr.com and you can be able to do that. And especially today I wanted to mention it because um, because uh, Dave Arnold actually used a... Um, a person there that I've used before, and that is um, Pro Ebook Covers, and so I uh, definitely would recommend them. And so uh, she did a good job on my ebook covers as well. And so 
I definitely recommend that. And so, uh, again, Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And so that's the plug for this week. And so without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into the interview. All right, welcome back to the Quality Living Made Simple podcast. I'm definitely excited today to be able to bring another interview, and uh, this is actually another return guest. And so we have uh, Dave Arnold with us. How are you doing, Dave? Hey, I'm doing well, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, you were, uh, I meant to look this up just before we got on, um, but you were back, um, I think it was November. Yes. That... Um, that you were on with us before and you were talking about a previous book that you had. Yes. And, um, and so today we have another book, um, that you've written and is, uh, now on Amazon, I believe. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Today's the first day it releases. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was able to get a, um, sneak peek, um, at that. And so I'm definitely excited to be able to share this with, um, with everyone today. And so, um, why don't we just go ahead and, uh, jump right into it and then we'll, uh, uh, share some of your, um, links and all that kind of stuff at the end. Um, so that people can be able to get a hold of you and, uh, find out how to get the, uh, book and all those different things. And so, Great. Mm-hmm. so the name of the book is called it's possible. And then how to thrive, not just survive. That's right. Yeah. So, I, I love that, and so when um, when you first contacted me um, about joining you and and trying to get this launched and all that kind of stuff, I, I love the title, I love the concept that was there, and so um, I actually went through and reread it again today uh, before we uh, recorded, and so uh, just to kind of refresh my mind of everything that was in it, and then uh, be able to pull a couple things out of there that I think were would be pertinent to. Uh, what we're looking at um, in correlation to the podcast. Um, And so one thing I wanted to start with here is um, in the first chapter, Mm -hmm. you talk about um, a sermon that you had put together called The Impossible Becoming Possible. Why don't you go ahead and tell us that story and kind of how that led to where we're at now. Yeah, that was kind of the premise of the book, kind of getting into the to the kind of heart of the topic, which is, you know, as you mentioned, how to thrive. And it's interesting when, when you're kind of sharing something uh, and teaching others. So this, as an example, was uh, working on a sermon that I was going to be teaching at my church. And this was back in 2000 and uh, let's see, 2009, 2010. Um, no, 2009, sorry. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. Well, yes, 2009, so Christmas time. And uh, it was the passage in Luke, the first chapter, where the angel Gabriel goes to Mary and explains to her that she's going to have a baby and to name him Jesus. But she was a virgin, and so she was like, how is this possible? And then the angel said, with God, all things are possible. And that really stuck with me. And I started writing, you know, the, my sermon. And I just, at that moment, I just felt God kind of tugging at my heart. And basically I was convicted, like, do I believe this? Do I believe that 
all things are possible with God, that it's possible to, to thrive and to grow and to see miracles around us, you know, because Mary, her response was, I believe, and I am your servant, so I will do what you say, kind of. And so that was that was a, a kind of a turning point for my life, at my life, because I was so busy doing stuff, you know, with my church and with my job, because I had two jobs. I was working as a as a caseworker within social work, and I was working as a pastor, and I was just going a million miles an hour, and I, I just was surviving. You know, I would come up for air every once in a while, and you know, I. My wife and I weren't spending that much quality time together because she was in school and I was going a million miles. And, and I just got to this place where I was just kind of burning the, my fuel. You know, I was just running on, on fumes, you know, <laughs> on adrenaline, basically. And it was a kind of a wake-up call to really, for me, to say, do I believe that it's possible to thrive and really fulfill my purpose and do great and meaningful work instead of just survive? Yeah, I definitely love that. And so um, one of the quotes um, in there, you ask a, cup, a question, and that is, are you content? Um, actually, this is part of the conversation between you and your wife. Is, so are you content to having a mediocre marriage, living an average life of existence like many couples do? And so that just really stood out to me because there's a lot of people that maybe that's not their intention, but that's what happens. Yes. And so um, it's very easy to be able to get that position because of just the way life happens and we just kind of get into routines and all that kind of stuff as you kind of mentioned there. Yep. Absolutely. So that, so that, that really stood out to me. Um, another thing that stood out to me was a, another story that you pulled in and you brought in several times throughout the book is the story about Hugo. Mm. And so, um, and, and so I I can kind of uh, imagine myself in his place because I remember as a kid I was always into Legos and other building things like that and so trying to get things to work. There was one time I took my alarm clock apart just to try to see if I can put it back together again. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I wasn't successful. But, <laughs> and but so hey, I, you tried. You tried. And so, so I lost an alarm <laughs> clock, but. <laughs> But but I can identify with with that story. Why don't you go ahead um, and share a little bit of that story and the lesson that you pulled out of it? Yeah, so it's you know it's a great story. Uh, the the book is phenomenal, and then the movie that came out a couple years ago just a, a great story about really how we work, you know, and how the starting place is that we're broken. I think that's a, a theme throughout that movie and the in the book because uh, Hugo is uh, just diligent about trying to get this mechanical man to work. And because his father found it in the museum where he worked in the attic of the museum in Paris and then tragically died in a fire, Hugo was just determined to get this mechanical man to work, thinking that if he did, he would discover some, some meaning and purpose and maybe why his, he was alone and, and so forth. And so I talk about this idea that is in the movie, in the book, that when we're not working as we're meant to work, then we're broken, you know, and it, it's, it leaves us feeling kind of that sense of, of emptiness and unfulfillment, like 
like, I know there's something more. I just, I just don't know how to get to that place. Cause Hugo was frustrated cause he couldn't find the right parts to make the mechanical man to work. And so I think that we've all experienced that to some degree, you know, where we kind of, you know, wake up one day and say, you know, okay, what, it, what is it that makes me feel alive? You know, why am I on this earth? You know, what is my purpose? What is uh, the story that I'm called to live out and be a part of? Because as you mentioned, Josh, you know, we get so busy and, you know, we get into this kind of hamster wheel of just going and going and taking our kids here and there and, uh, you know, our jobs and trying to pay our bills and all this stuff that we, we forget how we work and that we're supposed to work a certain way that God has placed in us a specific and unique wiring that he wants us to live out. And so that's why I use this analogy of Hugo, because I think it's a powerful story, a powerful point that really helps us see that we're called to work a certain way. And then when we don't, then we're really, you know, aimless and and kind of struggling. So, yeah, that's, that's where that comes from. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, I, I did want you to go ahead and take just a minute, if you could, and explain to us what you call destiny deterrence. Sure. So a destiny deterrent is something that detours us off of the path that we're called to be on or supposed to be on. And so a detour is something that is uh, that kind of moves us off of our normal route or the route that we're supposed to be on. So if you're on, you know, the freeway and uh, because of construction, you have to go off a detour, you have to kind of meander around and then finally get back to, to the the freeway where you want to go. But it can be frustrating, you know, because then it takes more time and it's like, Oh, there's a detour because of this or that. But in the same way in life, there's tons of detours, you know, tons of deterrence. It can be even good things that, are not necessarily, you know, wrong or sinful, but are not necessarily best things. And so we have to be able to recognize the deterrence that are trying to take us off that path. You know, and I, I kind of share in the book about, you know, one of my deterrents, which has been a struggle to, to, uh, to make people happy, to please people, you know, the, the way I grew up and the family that I grew up in, you know, that was a part of kind of how I try to make life work is I try to make people happy. You know, I try to be funny and, you know, make people, uh, you know, like me and so forth. And, and I realized that's a, that's a major deterrent because you can't, you can't make everyone happy. You know, you can't make people like you. Only thing you can do is be the best you can be, you know, and try to live at peace with people. Sure. But you're not responsible for how people act or behave or, or treat you or whatever. And so I think the key is, and what I talk about in the book, is to recognize what those deterrents are. You know, if it's a certain fear, um, if it's, uh, you know, some kind of insecurity, uh, something that you find yourself gravitating to, to like make you make you feel better, whether it's food or TV or, you know, uh, the Internet or whatever. Uh, It's recognizing those things and then taking the steps to resolve that or to deal with that um in a healthy way yeah exactly exactly now 
there is a quote that um that that reminded me of something that Yoda said on <laughs> on um Empire Strikes Back. And I always think it's great anytime that you can work in anything from Star Wars. So <laughs> I, I I grew up loving those movies and so awesome. um and so anyway the quote in your book is um it's time to unlearn and relearn what we've learned. And so of course that reminded me of the scene when Yoda is working with Luke and trying to teach him some of the basic things of the force. Mm. And so, um, and, and Luke kept, kept saying, well, I, I can't do it. It's too big. And there's this, and, and Yoda is saying, no, you need to, everything that you learned before, you got to forget it mm-hmm. because it, it, the size doesn't matter. The, the mass doesn't matter. It's all the same. And so, um, and so that, that just kind of reminded me of that, um, with that quote, but then also with the, um, with, with the lesson that you were sharing during that, the fact that we need to relearn the things that we've been programmed and some things, some things, I guess that we even self-program into our own lives as well. Why don't you go ahead and uh, dig a little bit deeper into that for us? Yeah. I, I really think that relearning uh, and unlearning is, is something that we have to do because we get stuck into certain ruts and routines. You know, I talk about this in the book, you know, a rut is the, we get stuck in, you know, a monotonous kind of uh, habitual thing. And if we're not careful, those ruts can become somewhat permanent. And so, you know, even think about things that we've learned back in school or, you know, I mean, our, our, the age that we live in is so different now, you know, with technology and everything, you know, when I was in a freshman in college, 1994, I'm dating myself a little bit here. Uh, it's the <laughs> first time I had an email, and that was provided by my school, the university. Uh, you know, things have changed dramatically since then. And so we have to kind of unlearn some things because our minds, our brains get kind of fixated on certain patterns and we get stuck. You know, that's why you hear people say, oh man, you know, you're living in the past. You know, you're living, you're living for, you know, back in your glory days of high school, whatever. And you still see that sometimes people are like, oh man, I wish I could go back to this place. And I'm like, not me. You know, I I don't want to go back. I want to move forward, you know, and I have great memories and there's memories that we can hold on to and cherish for sure. But life should be movement, you know, moving forward and growing uh, and thriving. And so I think unlearning is a key to thriving. You know, and there's a great quote that I share in the book by Alvin Toffler that said that the illiterate, he says, the illiterate of the future are not those who cannot read nor write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. And I think he's spot on. I think we need to continue to learn, obviously, and grow and read and and, and grow in our influence and leadership, but we also have to unlearn and relearn, too. Now, I know we're a little limited on time, so I just want to cover one more thing, um, and that is you talk about the levels of languishing. Hmm. Why don't you go ahead and just uh, talk about that um, real quick, and then we'll let everybody know how they can get some, some more information. Yeah, sure. So to languish is really the opposite of thriving or flourishing. It means to actually decline. And, you know, nobody usually sets out, right, uh, to 
to get a divorce or to fall into an affair or to fall into some sort of addiction or to, to, you know, spiral into depression, you know, but it's that gradual, those gradual steps that people take as human beings that can pull us into these patterns of, of pain and hurt and destruction and this languish, you know, to languish. And so I, I think there's levels and I talk about this, you know, where, you know, the first part of that level is where we're, we're starting to kind of just come up for air and survive and say, man, you know, I'm just so swamped and I just feel like I'm not going forward and I, I'm just stuck. And, and then that can lead to feeling hopeless and depressed and all that. And so, you know, as I wrote this, I, I thought about my friend who ended up passing away a couple of years ago, who, who unfortunately took his own life uh, because he got to this place where he just so removed himself from, from people, you know, because of his, he had some illness and some chronic pain and was on all sorts of medication and, you know, antidepressants. And it just, it just spiraled him down further and further. Uh, and it was very tragic. Uh, we hadn't talked in a couple of years. And, um, but when I, when I heard the news about this, it just broke my heart. And I thought, you know, that can happen to anybody, you know, if we're not intentional about taking steps and finding people that we can um, surround ourselves with that know us and believe in us and love us, who we can share with, you know, if we're struggling or, uh, you know, talk about goals that we have, then we can languish very easily. And so, and I mean, and from a, from a biblical or faith perspective, you know, Jesus talks about this. He talks about that in the gospel of John, where he says the, the enemy, the devil comes to seek to destroy, steal and kill. But Jesus says, I have come to give life and life to the full. You know, we have an enemy. I mean, look at Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, Josh, because it's a little different than Star Wars, but maybe some similarities, you know. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, that's a great picture of the the aggressiveness of evil. You know, as evil is literally trying to chase down, you know, that hound, you know, of, of darkness trying to chase down the, the good guys, you know, Frodo and and uh, the hobbits and, the, you know, all, all the good characters in Lord of the Rings. Um, they're hunting them. And that's kind of a picture, I believe, of, of the life, you know, the, of the world that we live in. There's evil out there trying to destroy us. And so we have to, to do our best um, to seek to take steps to thriving. And I believe that's possible by trusting in God. You know, that's what, going back to the whole premise of my book in the Luke chapter 1, verse 37, that nothing's impossible with God. That it is possible to, to be the person that God wants us to be through his power and strength working in us. It is possible to do great and meaningful work, but we have to trust, we have to believe, and we have to take the steps then to make that happen. Yeah, um, in, your, in your book, when you write about yourself, you, may, you talk about leaving the Shire and looking for adventure. So I was kind of wondering <laughs> if there was, if that, that was the connection there. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And so I, I have seen them, and so I definitely um, like them. I, I'm not sure where they compare to as far as Star Wars, but right, they, yeah. But well, uh, the, the, the good, good the good versus evil for sure is yes. in there, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so. and so I, I do like the storyline. It, it, yeah. it is a pretty neat storyline. Now, why don't you go ahead and just let everybody know um, once again where they can get the book, and then um, maybe other information that you want to leave, and then how people can get in touch with you. Absolutely. So yeah, you can go right to my website. And which is www.reflectionsfromthealley.org. And I have a, a page specifically about my new book. It's called, um, you'll see, It's Possible Book. It's right on my menu bar on my website. And you can click on that page and you'll get all the information. You'll learn a little bit more about the book. And then you can click on to the Amazon link and uh, check it out. The book is four ninety nine. Uh, I think it's like 57 pages, so not really long. It wouldn't take you too long to to read through it. Uh, there's a discussion guide at the end that's used uh, as a tool to help further discussion, whether it's with your spouse or with a friend or just for your own, you know, personal use. And you can, you know, journal some some of the questions or thoughts uh, pertaining to the book in the discussion guide. Uh, in addition. If you buy the book between now, today, the 17th, and Sunday, which is uh, the 23rd, you'll receive some free bonuses, including my first book that came out last year, Pilgrims of the Alley, the digital copy of that. Uh, Dan Black, who is a good friend of mine and very active uh, online and a great blogger, his book, The Leadership Mandate, which came out in the fall, and then a video that I did in Detroit uh, the city that I live in or, or live close to, uh, that kind of ties into the book. So you'll get those three bonuses. And all you need to do, and you can see this on my book page on my website, is send me the receipt. You can just forward me the receipt to my email, which is all on there. And then that way I can send you the link to get your bonuses. So that's where you can uh, find the book. Of course, you can just go directly to Amazon and type in my name. Uh, and I'll title of the book, and you can get it there as well. Definitely awesome. And so, um, yeah, because actually last time you were on, we talked about Pilgrims of the Alley. Um, yes. And then, and then actually Dan Black was on here um, and shared about his leadership mandate as well. So Awesome. And so, um, so yeah, definitely recommend uh, both of those. Um, and then I haven't seen the video yet, but um, look forward to being able to – watch that as well so yeah, yeah i'm gonna def- send the bonuses to all you guys too so <laughs> you're probably like what what video yeah <laughs> yeah that, you, you'll get all that as well josh so awesome well we're definitely going to have links to all this in the show notes and so this is episode 47 so you should be able to go to simple us forward slash zero four seven really get to the show notes or you can just go to quality living made simple.com and you can be able to access it that way as well. So, well, Dave, thank you for taking the time with us today. Well, thank you so much, Josh. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Quality Living Made Simple podcast. Please take a moment to share this with your social circles. Also, go to simpleliving.us forward slash iTunes to leave a review on iTunes. Now, go and create the quality of life you deserve. (laughs) 